One second. Wait. Oh, there we go. We're live. Oh, oh, We're on. Oh, is it going? Oh, oh, is, it going? Oh, oh, is it? Oh, yep. We are live, folks. Um, live. This is episode seven. Episode seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Number seven. Of the Be Happier Die Trying podcast. I'm Dan. Dan Coover. Along with Paul Daffron. Paul Pillbug. Paulie Daffern. the Pillbug. Daffern. At your service. Yes, sir. Paulie, how are you, my friend? Uh, dude, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, school is kind of uh, coming to the end of this little summer period. Five weeks, so I'm trying to button down and uh, finish up some stuff. But other than that, no complaints. Can I just say I'm very uh, proud of you? I didn't. There was one point I didn't think you'd end up finishing college, but you're going to do it. You're going to finish. Oh, yeah, I am. So I'm so glad I gave you off that vibe. Yeah, that I was not going to finish. I, like there was a time, like man, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to get it. But yeah, lo and behold, you get it, man. Myself, but I, I, I can be determined if you give me long enough. Yeah, beat me down once. I'll stay down. You don't, me down twice, stay down. You know what it is, though, dude? Time I'll get up. Life's a freaking Which marathon I'm... and not a sprint. Everything, That's like, exactly it, it is a marathon. There's no, as cliche and stupid as that sounds, you just need to have attrition in life sometimes, man. I mean, it's almost more like a running simulator because there's no real ending until you die. So, yeah. And, uh, just keep keep yeah. running and there's no end in sight i but it is about pacing yourself and uh trying to take it one one step at a time yeah absolutely one one step at a time and and, and that ties into what we're talking to you about today today's episode we want to talk mm -hmm. about being present and living life in the moment because i'll be honest with you i was thinking about this today and i currently i would say my life i spend about 95 percent of my time 95% of my time either thinking about and dwelling on the past or worrying about my future. And I might, if I'm lucky on a good day, spend 5% of my time being present and living in the moment. Yeah. I mean, most of my time is just spent worrying about the future or, or you know, uh, keeping my mind on the past you know very very rarely do i actually take a, a moment to appreciate where i'm at and, and what i'm doing yeah but well, none, uh, none of us do no, none of us no, do well, it, it's easy not to i mean uh, with the technological advances that we've had and whatnot it, it's easy to get caught up in the phone and in, in the easy scheduling and uh easily able to just uh remove yourself from your actual surroundings and kind of enter that virtual world of sorts yeah and, um, and, and, and it stinks because it's like I love, I'm addicted to my phone. I, I have yeah, FOMO with that. So as well. and, and I've learned, like I have learned that when I'm with people, I have learned if I'm, I'm eating dinner or I'm having a conversation, put it down. If I'm one-on-one, -on -one, just put it down. I have learned that luckily. Didn't always be that way, but I have learned slowly how to do that and I want to get better at it. But yeah, it's just, there's just, we're, we're, our minds are never present anymore. And I've, Really, and that's why I wanted to do the episode on this tonight, because like, I just feel terribly guilty about that. I've, I've also had a lot of realizations this week that like I realized I was doing some numbers math. A little bit of, little bit of numbers math. Um, a little bit of the numbers? Crunching the age numbers. You ever play the age numbers game? Where, you know, mm -hmm. where, like, as John Mayer says, you know, you, you uh, so I play the numbers game to find a way to say that life has just begun. Stop this train. Been on, like on yep. repeat for me all week. 
because I've been doing that. But I realized while playing that numbers game to figure out that life has just begun. For some reason, this bothers me. I'm closer. As I, I turned 25 and a half a couple weeks ago, I'm now closer at this moment of my time of being, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 10. Ah, oh, man, why'd you have to say that? Dude. Ugh. You're, you're not too far behind me. Thank you for dropping that bomb Just on saying. me. Yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm not quite at the half halfway mark no. of 25, but I'm getting there. Well, that's, that is a but. stone cold. For some reason, that just feels like a stone cold stunner. And I've been trying to figure out ways to stop this train. And I, the only thing I've even semi come up with is to just live in the moment. That's your only defense against this train that is going at what sometimes feels like a million miles an hour. Your only defense, the only way you could fight it, the only way where you can make it at least feel like it's slowing down a little bit is to stop fighting it and just live in the moment and just, you know what, enjoy the speed it's going at. Look out the window. Maybe you're on the train and you see some mountains or a nice scenery or some cool people come into your compartment and you can have a great conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But lately, I mean, man, I, I ooh, would, it's been... I'd offer up, up the option that technically another way to stop the train would be to somehow uh, derail it. Um, which I feel like, you know, in a life sense, that's very true. You know, yeah. midlife crisis, you just just go and uh, rob a bank to, to get away. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I was going to get, I was going to like buy like a Mustang and like play football with my kids' friends every Sunday. That was going to be my plan personally. Um, but that, that's, that's your train derailment. Yeah. That is your version of, of your life derailed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like all somebody, right. like somebody we knew in high school, but, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but no, like that um, there's, there's, no, yeah, it, it is important. You know, I'm sorry, going back to your metaphor about the train, not derailing it and, uh, and derailing your life. But yeah, I mean, that definitely, uh, it's important to try to look at, at the train as a journey of itself and not just, uh, the speed that you're going, yeah. trying to witness what you're actually um, passing by and who you're with. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's kind of like, uh, to me, I always like thinking of like Andy Bernard in the, uh, the office right there at the end is, you know, it's just like, I wish there was a way to tell you were in the good old days before you, you left them. Yeah. And, and you um, know what? I, a lot of the times I had that though. Sorry. I knew when I was in grad school, I knew that I was in the glory days the whole time. I did. When I was with my friends and it'd be Saturday night and we'd be having ourselves a heck of a Saturday night, which we did when I was in grad school, by the way. Mm-hmm. I knew that those were, because I learned from college. I said, I didn't appreciate the fun moments that I had. So I said, when I go back to grad school, I'm not going to make that same mistake. And I didn't. I did not make that same mistake. I learned. I adapted. I clung to every single moment as long as possible. But now... It's like, what's next? And I want to stop this train because I want to go back, even just for maybe a night. Mm-hmm. I want to be eight years old again. I want to go get off my elementary school bus, Paul, in November Dude, I, and play I football with my friends outside, not carrying the world. In the car and get carried inside and wake up. Yeah. And that's all. That's, that's all. Oh, yeah, dude. No cares. I, I No, I, that's such a good point, man. Like, I, I just... 
remember Christmas when you were a kid? How there wasn't a care in the world and you just were with your family. And, 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 and that definitely comes from a place of privilege for me because I'm blessed to have two great parents and stuff. But it's like I'm fighting. I feel this. I felt this week like I'm fighting. I'm fighting against time. And, I'm, and I feel like I'm losing the battle. But we all lose the battle. Father, time is undefeated. But I think the only the only defense we possibly have is to somehow figure out a way or ways to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. so. I agree. Um, my, my dad and I were talking about something recently called mindfulness. Um, something that they, they teach uh, some folks like him that are going through their headaches and uh, might be dealing with constant pain. And, you know, it's just about trying to be aware and acknowledge what you're dealing with, the pain that you're going through. Acknowledge that it's there, but, you know, kind of try to brush it off. Focus on what you're doing. Um, and, you know, I think that that really applies to a lot more than just being in, in pain. Yeah. You know, so often we do allow other distractions, a lot of worries um to really fog up our minds and to cloud our judgment and um i mean ultimately the most important thing is to live in the present and, and to do what we all fail to do so often i mean it's easy to say to go do it i'm, I'm not trying to act like i'm like the best at it but no I'm, i suck um, at it that's why i want to talk about it because like I, I we need to do better. Yeah, and maybe if we talk about it and we put our heads together, maybe we don't even find a solution, but maybe we're mindful of the fact that we are screwing that up and we're screwing up that facet of our life. And it's costing us these pressure. It's costing the memories that I spend thinking about. All the great the greatest moments of my life I've been in the moment for. The greatest moments of my life I've been in the moment for. And instead of being in the moment more, I find myself thinking and wishing I was back in some of those moments and staying, instead of trying to create new ones. And that's a crappy spot to be in. I mean, that's a, that's a great uh, like metaphor, though, is, is that you are creating new ones. Is that <clears throat> being in the present, um, you know, I, I think I put this quote up on our Instagram page the other day by C.S. Lewis is, that, you know, you can't change the beginning, but you can start where you're at and change the ending. You know, today from, um, by living in the moment, you could go ahead, uh, if there's a project you've been wanting to work on, go out and do it. There's no reason yeah. why not to, but it, it is, um, just, it's something that we all just need to try and do better at. We do, we do, man. And, uh, Cause yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's plagued me. It plagues. I know this plagues a lot of people because none of us are able to just turn it off, watch a little TV or just turn it off, listen to some music or just turn it off ever. Like enjoy, like life's, life's meant to be enjoyed. And, and I think maybe it's cause of COVID. Maybe it's cause this year has just been a whirlwind of everything. And there's been sadness and anger and everything in between grief definitely been some grief but oh absolutely i mean we well we've there's honestly just kind of been just a level of shock that we're all almost like just numb to the events of, of today yeah. i mean uh the events that happened in lebanon recently uh, yeah oh my goodness 10 years ago 
that, I mean, 10 years ago, it probably would have had a completely different reaction than what we had today. Yeah. Um, and it might not have been as, as positive, I guess, of a reaction necessarily. Well, but regardless is that we're just still so numb to every, every month. It's like, it's August. This, this was yeah. the event for August. So now what's that, what's next? That might've been what's the September? biggest blast I've ever seen in my life in terms of just like, it looked like a nuclear warhead dropped in Lebanon. And obviously it wasn't a nuclear warhead, but that's what it looked like. Well, it was uh, ammonium nitrate, I believe is what I saw. Yeah. Uh, like two, two, two million tons or 200,000 tons. I'm missing a comma. So a there. lot of, it was uh, a lot. It had been properly, mm -hmm. improperly stored. Yeah. So it, it just went kabloo. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the after pictures, but that is, um, there's like a crater. Yeah. It's horrible. But, um, but moments like that make it difficult to live in the moment. I'll be honest. Stuff like that does. You, you, it makes you think about the, the good old days. 2020 in of itself, this entire year, I, I, we've been texting friends. We've been sending sports replays or, or, or just watching old movies because so few new movies have actually been coming out because, you know, we're just trying to think about how much better we actually had it before. Yeah. Um, cause it's difficult to live in the moment at all times that living in the moment is a choice. That does not mean that it is a good moment and that you should only live in the good moments. Living in the moment is a choice to be aware of your surroundings and to actively try to have an effect on them. You know, and to, to actively try and living in the moment is to be aware of your surroundings and actively try to have an effect on them. I'm writing that down. Keep talking while I write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we too often worry about what life can give to us that we don't really worry or we don't find that we can actually give back a lot to life and to the, the lives of those around us. I mean, isn't that kind of the idea behind any, uh, you know, uh, economic structure is that people, you know, should try and help each other succeed so that we can actually have a successful society. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, often that, we, that, uh, we that focus on ourselves and we focus on what, what's coming in and we don't focus on what we can give out. As JFK once said, you know, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I love how everybody that was the worst in the JFK accent I think I've ever done. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, I think I got all of my my JFK uh, accents all, and quotes from Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, like, I just find it funny too that all of the presidents from like 1900 until like probably like Nixon or Ford, they all sounded like the same. They all sounded like they were always at all times talking through like a radio, like, which was just so fun. That, it's, it's that transatlantic accent yeah. that, that they all used to, to speak. And it was, it was like, nobody had that accent back then either. That's the funny part is that it's like, they, they made that accent specifically for radio so that it would like be better enunciated and heard yeah. over the radio. Yeah. So it's <laughs> And it's funny because you look it's at completely messages. falsified accent. Yeah, now politicians just fire off tweets and stuff, and you don't even know, need to know what they sound like. But I mean, it's it's crazy because it's like they all say, and I don't know. Yeah, again, to be fair, why if, if, it's all, it, if it's in all caps, do you really need to know what that's sounding like? I just rage. That's it. That's all you hear. That's, um, all. that's all. But yeah, um, that's a very yeah. It's we we do need to get to a point where I feel like we need to do things for each other again as a society.
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think when and – and listen, there's been a lot of people who, through COVID, they've done a lot for a lot of people. Not saying that, – because that's that absolutely happened. Like I know for a fact that's absolutely happened. But what hasn't happened, I feel, what hasn't happened enough is mm-hmm. I think as a whole – We've lost the bonds that keep us together. We've lost the neighborhood, the neighborhood vibe, if you will. Like, Paul, do you know any of your neighbors? Um, I do, actually. Oh, well, you're in Texas. Maybe like things couple, are a little different a couple, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. We're, it, it's Texas. We got, we, I went and introduced myself. But to be fair, I've got, like, more neighbors that I don't know that I just, like, give weird glances to whenever I'm getting in my car. Like, I should know your name, but I don't. Yeah. I, I mean... No, I mean, I... I know a couple, I, I would too, argue... But... I, I would argue that our society is still just kind of shifting. And as we become a little bit more dependent and intertwined with technology, I mean, we, we no longer have this old fashioned style of a township where everyone had to get together on Sundays. And if you didn't show up, people were going to like show up and maybe arrest you for not showing up to church. Yeah. But Hey, they knew your name. Um, you know, nowadays you we do have where everybody knows your name. <laughs> exactly. Um, we need we need to bring cheers back. I mean, That's you know, what we need. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do feel like we are coming to a sort of community. I know a lot of uh, times, you know, in like the video game community, uh, there can be certain uh, groups that will form and people play together and whatnot. But I, I know that it, we we aren't choosing the people that we know just purely based off of location anymore. We're not, and which so, is which is unique. Um, but does that dehumanize people? In some ways, it's a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher, I feel like, to be mean to somebody face to face. And I'm generally not a mean person. Oh man, dude, everything is so much easier to say in text than face to face. I don't care if if you're if you're flirting or if you're in a in a fight or debating. Yeah. Like debating, dude. Like like you can just go and you can Google up, Google up, Google up, and and in person you're actually like, I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I'm gonna be angry. So. Yeah, I could be absolutely ruthless debating with people. You've, you've seen it. I mean, I I do know my stuff. I will say that. But um, if, if I don't know the subject, I will make sure that they know it, that I yeah. know that, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm like just trying to be no more than I know. But if I know what I know, you best watch out. Go show. Same. And, and if you're if you're saying lies about something that I've researched, it's very it's impossible for me just that how I'm wired. I can't hold my tongue. I wish I could. Wish I could just let people have their own little world, but like I'm occasionally the bearer of bad news. But well, I mean, you, you kind of have to correct people that are giving misinformation because there is so much misinformation out there. It's very difficult to actually appraise sources and, and actually know that they are correct and factual because there are so many good frauds out there. Um, there's just so much bad information, and I mean. It's almost kind of like we were seeing a flip-flop because I feel like back in like the 1700s, if like somebody came to a town where like it was a bunch of farmers and they were like from a college and were educated, like anything that person said, those people would probably believe, you know, but nowadays it's like nothing we say can actually be believed because there's just so much information out there that it can just be very overwhelming and then you have to sift through to actually find out what's correct and what's not. Or or it ends up being fake. Like you saw like, not like for one example of this, CBS when the pandemic first started, showing hospital 
videos of hospitals in Italy and saying that they were New York City. They intentionally did that. They intentionally did that to drum up a narrative that and drum up fear. But then they issue a retraction a few days later. The damage is done because 85% of people probably don't see the, the retraction, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just like exactly. an example of how fake news, for lack of a better term, spreads. And that does happen. So it is hard. It is hard to be good stewards of our information. And I think that oftentimes could like that constant, the constant stream of information. Because again, I was talking with somebody about this. We had 60 million, 2009. Not that long ago, 11 years ago. Not very, very, you know, the world was not that different. It was it was definitely different than it was today. Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff were not as prevalent. But we had 60 million people contract swine flu. 60 million people. One in six Americans had swine flu. One in six. We didn't shut anything down. We didn't... And by the way, tens of thousands of people died. Now, I think it was less than people who died from the coronavirus. But there was just not, I think Probably. this constant information overload has be, it's become counterproductive for us. And it's really, in a lot of ways, ruined our lives. Like in some ways, having constant access, you'd think that if we had all this information, all this access, we'd use it for good. But I think there's a lot of evil out there too, and I hate to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I just found it funny, just kind of going back to your swine flu reference, I found it funny that in 2009, or, uh, oh, man, was that 2009? No, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, but I do remember having a virus. I, 2005. What was 2005? The H1N? No. No, that was swine flu. H1N1 was swine flu in 2009. Okay, but you said 2000. Well, I was. this was 2005, though, is when this M was. Maybe there was like a... Uh... Like SARS, I think, was in 2005. But that was in Asia, I'm pretty sure. I don't think that ever what got to the States. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was 2009. Um, I'm getting my dates mixed up, man. All these family vacations from when I was a young <laughs> warthog. Um, no, 2009, though, uh, we were supposed to go on a uh, cruise. And I remember that t we still went on the cruise. And the port to Cozumel, Mexico was closed because of the cases in Mexico, but we still went on the cruise. Yeah. Fast forward to 2020 and me and my friends were going to try to take a cruise this summer and the entire cruise line is like having to issue out all these refunds and every, all these cancellations. And here we are in August and the cruise season's pretty much over and they've lost most all of their money. And yeah. And I, uh, and I will say I bought Royal Caribbean stock the other day. But yes. Yeah. Which was, might not be a bad idea for once. Uh, yeah, because it was gonna. It was at like 150 bucks. I bought it at like 50 bucks. So I'm hoping nice. it goes up. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, sorry. It's no, but it's been so far. Sorry. No, I don't. I, I I think it's relevant. I think I don't even think we need to cut this because it's relevant. Okay. We're living good, in the good, moment. Good. Like we, we all are, of this, this stuff. Is, this is living in the moment right now. This is. This is just a conversation. All of this stuff keeps us. From all the Twitter notifications, all of the everything that we just are constantly connected to keeps us and stops us from living in the moment. We have all the case counts that we I I've stopped reading them. I don't even care anymore. Like I'm I'm careful. I'm 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 careful. Like I don't do anything stupid. I don't want to get coronavirus. I don't want to give coronavirus anything. I'm mm -hmm. extremely careful. 
Same. But I, I couldn't. I, at this point, I don't care how many cases there are. Like, I, it's become so counterproductive nowadays. All the information that we have, and 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 I wish we can just get back to a point where if we could take like a a less racist version of like the '60s or something like that, and like just move back there for a little while. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd just be nice to maybe just you know what? It would be nice. Have ha like not have cell phones. Have to, you know, have conversations yeah, with your neighbor neighbors and knock on their doors instead of texting them like, "Hey, do you have butter?" I didn't get to know. I lived in an apartment for a year and a half. Did could did not know one of my neighbors, and I, something tells me fifty years ago that would not have been the case. Yeah, if if you weren't introducing yourself to your neighbor. Your neighbors probably would have said this guy's weird. We need to investigate yeah. him or something more. It would have been like this dude has glasses and looks like Drew Carey. We need him arrested. Can I? If it's gonna be the '60s, though, can it be at least be like the late '60s so we can get like some classic rock, like some Beatles oh, yeah. in there? Oh yeah, for I'll sure. Like '68, '69, right. summer '69. You, you just said uh, you said like uh, less racist version, so I immediately went to like Pleasantville with what? Uh, Tobey Maguire. And we Reese uh, Witherspoon. I don't know if you've seen that. Never seen it. It's pretty much a boy and a, uh, a a guy and his sister get sucked into a like old TV show. So pretty much, I mean, any, just think about any any portrayal in Hollywood. I mean, if you look, it went to one of those like on set in in real life kind of ideas. I mean, you think they really think they're racist in those places? No, but they yeah. probably have more portrayals that are racist than you think. Well, but I think back so. in the '60s, like if you're if like we didn't even have the civil rights act wasn't even passed until what 64 i believe 64 so i mean there there were some dark times in the 60s that you know there was riots and stuff mlk is a set like there were some very dark times in the 60s mm -hmm. but i think if we could take the best of what we have now because we are a more inclusive and, and open society now which is a good thing um it is a very good thing we've got hippies again dude it's we do we do, but now the hippies light things on fire <laughs> instead of. Hey, they lit things on fire back then too. They, it yeah, was just a little bit, a little bit more centralized. Maybe, yeah, and, uh, and true. Maybe everything's relative, and maybe I'm just an idiot speaking out of turn. Just drugs. Yeah, um, and, but if we could take all the best principles from like the '50s and the '60s, and all the best principles of today, could that be this ultimate utopian society? That lets us just live. Probably not. I don't, I don't but think that there ever is a, a utopian society that's possible because but why not, people Paul? are just why can't there be bad. Why? Because here, here's the problem. Here's my theory. I, I've had this theory for a while that you know, whenever it comes to like something like socialism, um, with whenever it comes to everyone chipping in, um, I believe that socialism would work in a small situation, like a hundred people, but it has to be every single one of those people has to be one hundred percent committed yeah. that to, to helping one another. And that's the problem is that if, if one person starts freeloading, it'll be kind of like a, a rotten rotten egg or something like that. And we'll start getting everything else rotten. Well, yeah, or moldy um, bread because... And that's kind of... Mo yeah, that's, unmoldy that's bread with, doesn't with make... Moldy bread unmoldy. Moldy bread makes, right? Like, we've been in church. Yeah. We've heard that before. Exactly. You know. Um, golly. But... Goodness gracious, bringing up real life. Oh my god, I hate that place. Um, uh, where was I? Talking about um, um, moldy bread and how 
one person could derail if you got a hundred people yeah. in like a well, commune and one became a freeloader. Yeah. But I think that that's the problem though with, with human uh, in, in general, with just our species is that it only takes just one person to really be bad. Um, but that's like, ultimately we don't have control over how other people react. No. We can only control ourselves. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, if though, if, if you are that one person, uh, you probably know it and you like being that person yeah. who just watches the world burn. But, um, if you are not that one person and you are trying to be the best person that you can be and still helping everyone that you can, I, I think that that's so admirable. And that's kind of the, the thing about living in the moment is it's still trying to just, I know I used this word earlier, but just imprinting yourself upon the world around you, making sure that you are remember, remembered, ah, can't speak, um, that you are remembered and that, you know, that there is some form of you that lives on past yourself, you know, like that, that's one of my goals. You know, I, I'd like to be remembered one day. I, I don't, um, there's a the quote I know that I said as well, I think on the Instagram page, but it's like, you know, you're only remembered as long as the last people that remember you. Yeah. You know, the, it, the last people that know you, you know, they can pass long stories, but after they're gone, you technically are gone too. But what remains is your legacy. What remains is the memory of you. And if it's a good enough memory, then it's going to be preserved by a lot more than just your own family. Yeah. And, and that's entirely and that's up to you to be that person that's worth remembering. That's worth, that's worth becoming immortal you have to be that person you have to make those choices and enact the change around you yeah and and you're you're you're, you're spot on there because you do have to you have to it has to be a conscious choice i'm going to live in the moment the best four days of my life have all been days where i've been purely in the moment and i would argue that the days where we will remember with the people who we love, the people who, where if you, have you ever watched Coco, the Walt Disney movie? I have not, but I've heard such good things about it. Watch that movie. If you, next time you want to cry your eyes out, watch that movie. Um, Tearjerker. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn that on as soon as we get off here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably good. Probably a good move, but beautiful movie. And it's about the day of the dead. I wasn't familiar with the day of the dead tradition where you put, um, you know, picture pictures of your ancestors, you know, um, and you tell stories about them and you remember them because that give that memory gives them life. That's the thought behind it. It gives them life. Um, but I would remember that the stories you tell and the stories that people are going to tell about us and the stories that we tell about people are stories that were centered on the moments. Those moments. The ones where you weren't worried about work on Monday. The ones where you weren't worried about that paper that you procrastinated way too much. You know, the ones that you weren't worried about your health or your dog's health or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Those are the memories you're going to remember. And we need, and again, I'm always going to want to stop the train. I, I will always want to get off and go back. I know I will. That's always going to be in me a little bit. But if I could just take that 95% figure that I talked about at the beginning of the show, that 95% of the time I'm thinking of, dwelling on my past or worrying about my future. If I could just bring it down to 80, <laughs> if I could just bring it down to 65, how many more amazing moments would I have? 
I, I wish I just knew how to kind of segment my days better because, you know, life and time, it, it all just tends to just kind of flow from one day into the next and um, really just trying to remove yourself from just the flow and allowing yourself to kind of just take a segment of time out and just appreciate it for what it, yeah. what it is. You know, the, the times on vacation, the times, I mean, as you said, uh, the beautiful scenery that might be around uh, a, a night with friends at a bonfire. I don't know. Um, there, there's plenty of moments that are entirely worth just being there for. And I don't really even know who needs to hear this. I feel like most of the people I know would probably agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but that, that is something that's difficult to do. Because as you said, there's there's so many other worries and fears that that come up in our mind, and and we'll sit there, we'll sit there at that bonfire, and we'll we'll have our leg tapping the entire time. We'll we'll be thinking about something else. Yeah, you know, our mind and you'll will be elsewhere, appear but... that you're there. That's the most disturbing part. People don't know that there's a zillion thoughts going through your brain. Mm -hmm. It's the sickest and just dirtiest thing. Sometimes it feels like. And it's actually, that's not true. It's and not the sickest of this thing, but it's just a sick feeling. To, to me, you want to hear, a, you want to hear a form of living in the moment for that as well, though? Yeah. It, it's kind of like being mindful, aware that you're having that many thoughts that are going through your head. If, if you're sitting around a bonfire and you're with friends, if you're with people that you trust, talk to them about those fears and those worries. Get them out. Because the more that you actually just internalize, the more it's just going to be yourself that you're talking to. And let me tell you, the person that you're actually talking to is a very negative person that doesn't believe in you very much. And so actually sharing some of those fears with your friends will actually um, embracing them, acknowledging them, and then moving forward from there. Then you can move on with your night. You know, I mean, but it is just about moving forward from the fears and the worries and allowing yourself to just focus on the present. Amen. I feel like I was just going in circles right no. there. No, no, you aren't, because this has been good. This has been key. And I think this has been a good episode. I, feel I, like think. We're, I was going to say, I feel like we're probably nearing, nearing the time to go ahead and call it. Yeah, I mean, listen, this has honestly been the, my favorite episode, I think, that we've done so far. It, it's, At least it's with just us. It's a much more involved conversation. Yeah, because yeah. I think we've both just got a lot on our minds right now, and uh, – Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, so it's it's just uh, mm -hmm. it's just nice to just have a space where we can talk and help some people out who are also listening to this and help some I people mean, I, out. I, I feel like this is a free space right now. Like, this like, is, I, yeah. I feel like I'm free to say whatever I mean with yeah. you. I mean, other people are going to hear it. I don't, I don't really know um, who exactly might, but, um, you know, I, I never really feel like I've got to be guarded. No, you know, and so that's that's kind of what I what I no, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't even trying to have genuine and uh, open and not not allowing these other fears to to cloud how we're reacting. Amen to that, man. But, and you know what? Listen, we're on this damn train together, man. All of us, all of us are on this thing, and uh, I want this to be a nice long ride. I want this. I want to take the scenic route. You know. And because mm -hmm. the train's not going to slow down, if anything, as life goes on, it almost feels like the train gets a little bit faster day by day by day. Oh, it, it does. It does. But it definitely does. Let's just sit back together, stop fighting it, and enjoy the ride. Because you know what, guys? We will never, as hard as we try, we'll never stop this train. 
We'll I'm never, never stop. I, I say never. Um, I'm going to try not to assign homework very often, but I remember Dan assigned homework. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Let's hear your homework. <clears throat> so this is a I, – I remember reading about this, and it's, it's good for dealing with, like, anxiety and stress. Uh, it's just about trying to ground your senses. Um, so um, I, I like to try to practice this sometimes if I am just having just fast pulse or something like that, and I just need to just kind of just – calm down, breathe, and just, uh, I feel like if, if anybody else is having trouble freeing up your mind from what you're thinking on, um, what you want to do is, I think it's uh, find five things that you can see with your eyes, you know, five things and just individually remark on each one in, in your mind. Uh, I think it's four things that you can uh, touch, you know, um, I don't know, you can do it backwards if you'd like, there's mm -hmm. a lot that you can see and touch. Um, but then the next one's a you're going to want to try to focus on three things that you can hear, you know, um, focus on two things that you can smell, you know, think on them, try to, try to recognize them. You know, you're not just trying to just go through the motions of doing this. You're trying to make your mind stop what it's doing and think. And then finally find one thing that you can taste. doesn't matter what it is. I don't know if you got a, a penny that you need to stick in your, mouth because this is before COVID actually happened and you're not afraid of, of catching something. Um, you know, something that you can taste. And just, again, um, once you've kind of done that, just try to just relax, breathe, and just let go of what stress that you're feeling, the tension that you're feeling, and just try and look around and appreciate the things that just now helped you ground yourself because they are part of your environment. You're part of your environment. They helped you, and now you can go with a freer mind to actually uh, help and make an impact on other places in your life. So that's my homework that yeah. is now taking way too long to say. No, I but, like that. I did an exercise like that at a conference, and the presenter gave little mini Hershey Kisses out for the nice. taste thing. And she was just like... I like the ones with almonds. With what? With almonds. Oh, yeah. That's good, too. I mean, just... Taste of flavor. Going, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just wanting chocolate now. Oh, you're saying the Hershey Kisses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taste them. Taste the almonds. It's good. So. But yeah, so thank you all for listening and indulging us for about 40 minutes. Absolutely. And we'll, same time next Hopefully week, Polly. This will be. Sounds like a plan, Dan. Cool. Everyone take care. Take good care. Catch Peace. you next time.